Welcome to our podcast live recording. We are Misinformed, and for those of you who are not familiar with us, we are a Berlin-based podcast. We discuss different topics and trends and news from a feminist perspective to help you stay informed the easy way. So, Madvi, what are we talking about today? Well, since we're in this super intimate space, we're actually talking about super intimate thing, uh, dating. Yesterday, when we were preparing for this, we realized that we actually have completely different definitions of what like dating means. So we looked up the history of the word dating. The first use of the word dating is attributed to George Aid in the Chicago Record in 1896. He used it in a column of his where he described the story of a store clerk who was talking about his girlfriend, her head getting turned by other men, and he said, I suppose the boys fill in all my dates, and he was alluding to the fact that like all of the dates in her diary were being filled with rendezvous with other men. This is particularly interesting because until a law passed in 1870, women could not inherit any money or wealth once they were married. So dating was particularly important because you were sort of, you know, assessing your future partner who would inherit everything you had. And basically you wanted to make sure you got a good person so they wouldn't royally fuck up your life and bankrupt you. Yes. Um, but then what I found really fascinating about this is a lot has changed since, you know, 100 years. Women have freedom now. We have online dating. We have our own bank accounts. So more people are dating more than ever, I think, because like, we have a lot more choice uh, to choose someone who doesn't really fuck up our lives. But I think, and I'm I'm going to preface this by saying, like, I'm a heterosexual woman, so I can only talk from my perspective, but we would love to have all other perspectives of other generations, genders, and sexualities. But it seems to me most straight women, they seem to be dating for the same kind of function, which is basically to assess a person in order to form a long-term relationship and either marriage or kids or something like that. So our methods have changed, but our like fundamental idea of why we do it kind of has not <laughs> I can see you shaking your head. But we'll get to this, actually. I think also, for me, I recently deleted my dating apps because recently stepped into my 40s and where you start thinking about, like, oh, what am I spending time on? What have I spent all my time on? This kind of thing. And I realised, oh, I've actually spent a lot of time and energy on dating men or even being in relationship with men or dealing with men in some way. And... I feel like I could have used that time just way more intelligently and creatively and just done way better like work. Um, and I say this from a place of I've actually had really good supportive relationships, but it's my own things holding myself back. Um, so I've deleted all that. And um, it's kind of thrilling. I was reading Sheila Hetty's Motherhood, which is a very good book. She's writing about motherhood, but she has this quote, which can equally be applied to a woman dating and she says there is something threatening about a woman who is not occupied with children there is something at loose ends feeling about such a woman what is she going to do instead what sort of trouble will she make so i guess that's where i am in my life with dating <laughs> like looking for other sorts of trouble to make <laughs> i'm just not bothered with it at all yeah it's a waste of time yeah, I think dating is a huge waste of time. 
specifically in like a modern context with dating apps, you just you spend so much time and energy just like swiping on people and having absolutely like meaningless, shallow, small talk with them. And then when you do meet these men, they're so boring. They can't hold a conversation or there's no chemistry. And you just, it's like, why did I spend all of my time doing this? And I get really frustrated. Whereas when you go to events and you meet women and you speak with them, they're all so interesting and they have hobbies and they do really great things. And you just get really inspired by these conversations that you have. So this is a phenomenon for straight women right now in our generation. There's a guy, an economist called Richard Reeves. He's done a lot of work about this. Uh, he's written a book, it's called Of Boys and Men, Why the Modern Male is Struggling. And it's true that men are struggling. There are lots of theories as to why, but basically because women are overtaking them in every aspect, like education, in work. We are doing very well, like our ambition, the amount of hobbies we have and interests and social lives and we seem to have like a, a wide portfolio and like I said there are actually a lot of reasons for this and it needs to be looked at also but from a dating perspective it does mean that yes a lot of the time you do go on a date as a woman and it's just not a match so with that said we did want to ask like if you're a heterosexual woman and since we've got one right in the store right now like <laughs> how are you how are you experiencing this and how are you how do you deal with this or are you experiencing this and just when you start could you maybe just like say your name and maybe just give us a short definition of how do you define dating i'm gunjum and for me dating is like my part-time hobby so <laughs> it's like i really just go full-time hobby <laughs> yeah it's like a part-time because it always like comes in summer mostly because in winters i hibernate so yeah in summers i go all in and then i will be always there like and i will always play with it like so it's kind of a game it's not something i'm actually that's where i was nodding like that i'm not part of that person like who is looking for someone to finally have kids or things and all that stuff like that i don't do so basically for me it's more of like that you just go around and you, it's like how to filter it out. Like, so I had like different approach last year and before that, like it was different. So every year I learned a bit more and then I just go and play again every summer. So last year I was more into like, I used to call it in and out. I used to do only one date with one person. So I used all the dating apps, like not all, like basically I used to come on for two because yeah, like it's too much work otherwise. So I did Tinder and Bumble. Because that was like still decent somehow that you can check, you can have a talk, like short talk and decide if you want to do something and you then go for it. So, but like for my first approach was to have like these voice notes. It was so good. You send the voice note and if the person replies, then you know their vibe already. Like otherwise texting, you can just keep going and daydream. You always like go into that thing that like, okay, as if you're reading a book. And then you just go there and it's like, oh, he looks so cute. He must be that, that, that. And you just make a personality, which in your head, actually, that person is not there because you made that like every time you think about someone you want to be with. Mm -hmm. So I had that syndrome for some time where I wanted someone, but then I don't. So that happened. Like, it's like a process. So in that particular approach, I used to just go do the voice note, check it, like maybe ask for their pictures, like not the others only the face picture so, <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to clarify <laughs> like just to check like that if he's same person or not because i did got like so many times to catfish and it was so funny 
do you want to know the story? One of them. Like, yes. Yes. Who wants to know? We're all <laughs> leaning in. <laughs> so there was one time this guy, like freshly, like imported from Argentina. You know? He's texting, but like his English was not that good, and I used to give it a, a like, you know, like just let it go. That okay, fine. Not everyone's English is that good. But then I just realized that like my English was good. Then why the fuck I would talk to someone who doesn't <laughs> get it, you know? But then he was texting. But like we, I saw his pictures. Looks nice, cute, and whatever, whatever. And then I met him. He came and he tapped from my shoulder and looked back. He was fucking pixelated. He was like in the picture. He might look like this, but then he was like this, you know? He was like like really big and like short, shorter than me. And I didn't expect that. And then he didn't speak a word in English, and I'm like, excuse me, like, like how we talk, like how are we gonna do something? Because he just like in his head, he just thought that I can't go on a date. So that's something which we should learn: the confidence of it. That he had the confidence to get me on the dating app, like, and then make me come and meet him. But then he didn't had any other game, like, because after that he didn't. Because yeah, so it's lasted only for five minutes because basically we just took a round. Where he asked me why I don't know Spanish, and I'm like, seriously, why don't you know Hindi then? It's like, so it's like weird shit. I literally ran off, like because as soon as the red light went green, I just like ran, and I was like, I don't care. This is like ghosting on the face. <laughs> and that was the time I decided I'm never gonna get into any date till the time I have the voice notes and the picture. Because I need to know the voice. I need to know like if this is like bit interesting. Because in messages they can be really good. Because they have been sitting at home and like doing all of that. Like they actually rehearse. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. And you don't fall for that. So yeah, one more thing like which will be good for you to know. That's there is, like, there is like a lot. So there is like you know status. So there is yes. status about like casual, don't know yet, and relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. So don't go for someone who's in don't know yet. Because they are the fuck ones, <laughs> like the fuck boy ones. Because they have no fucking idea. They are the ones who will make you fall for it, and then just goes to you. Because never go. Casual ones are the ones which I like. They're ca- like honest. They want fuck. We give fuck. They leave. You know this is how it is. It's like it's just you get there. You you need to be very precise what you want to do with it. Because you know it's like for me it became with the time that where you decided that okay I think I just enjoy sex or like meeting new people having good conversation and that's it and then I went for the casual one but now I just came down to like that I'm gonna do only one date that's I tell them beforehand you're gonna get this much time and that's it so it's up to them that if it goes beyond that if I have something that will have otherwise no I'm not meeting them again so that way you love it yeah Okay. Yeah. Can we start? This is like a conference and a book and everything on how to make dating work. Yeah. <laughs> for you. You win the game all the time. That's how right. Yes. Some great, great tips in there. Um, no, I think it's great. I think one of the things that you have, which is amazing, and honestly, it's so good, and uh, I think we can all learn from it, is, like, you have a lot of confidence. You have a story about, like, you got ghosted. Do you want to say about your first date? Oh, it's, like, complete the opposite. So, absolutely. So when I first moved to Berlin, I was like, all right, I'm going to give dating apps a go. So <laughs> I had a date with this guy. I was absolutely convinced I was going to get murdered. 
<laughs> so like uh, my roommate at the time I shared my like live location with her like I would check in every few hours I did not get murdered but I did get ghosted which is I think pretty common nowadays and I guess it made me think about like this like idea of like the commodification of dating right like everyone is so disposable nowadays especially on these apps you're just like there's such a gamification and you're swiping and you're swiping and you're swiping and you always have the feeling like, oh there's like there's a better option out there and and it, it I don't know it becomes so shallow you know how do you maintain yourself your feeling of self-worth and your confidence if you know people ghost you if it doesn't go well like how how do you get such great confidence or you're just a confidence person (laughs) no like you learn to be that like actually you just learn the value like you learn like who you are and how you are with yourself like you know Mm. if someone goes then it's their fucking loss it's like you don't even you don't even think again because it's like sorry if you're like actually missing a time to meet me, that's your loss. <laughs> Where were you five years ago when I needed this confidence? Like, <laughs> sitting in my room upset because it was like... Yeah, it is. Okay, this is bit like that way. Like that someone goes, it does hurt because as a human, we are like prone to these emotions and feelings. But when it happens, it's, you need to see this, like that if this person goes, like if this is going to affect you this much, then how the fuck are you going to live the other part of the life where it's like real things happening? This is not real. You didn't even met this guy. If you have met him also, like, that's also fine. Because if this person hasn't worked that much, that he doesn't have one ball to get up and say that, okay, I'm not going to do this. So then you're not going to, like, put that much attention to it. Can we just back up? If he doesn't have one ball? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, then it takes two balls to, like, actually commit, you know? (laughs) It goes one over one. Oh my god, I could listen to you like all day and all night. Does anyone have a different experience of dating or do you, does anyone date women or is anyone bisexual or is anyone gay here or or did anyone give up dating altogether? Don't be fair. I know she's a really hard act to follow. I mean, that's why I did the opening. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Introduce yourself, maybe tell us like what your definition of dating is, how you view it. I'm Pia. I'm from, from France. I live in Berlin right now. Well, I met most of my boyfriend through dating, so it's been working for me, though I didn't meet a good boyfriend sometimes. <laughs> but it did happen through the apps, so I'm grateful for that. But I don't know. I think like it is a game when you want it. And I feel like you set the rules. So like that's what Pujan was saying. Like if you want a long-lasting relationship, it can happen through it. But you need to be very clear at the start. I feel like I've done, like, enough date where you're just fucking around playing and you're losing your time. And, like, now if I... I mean, I'm in a relationship right now, so, like, I'm not back on the apps, but if I have to do it again, I would be like, okay, I want this, this, this. And you have to be clear as well because I'm not losing my time anymore. Mm. So, like... But I can meet great people. I feel like it's a great way to expand the kind of people you want to meet and, like... I also made friends. I didn't have that many bad experiences. Or if I did, I was like, all right, it's not going to happen again. So <laughs> the experience got better, you know. How long did it take you to come to this conclusion of like, it is what you make of the experience? Did you do trial and error or like, was it right off the bat? You were super confident. You were like, actually. No. Yeah, I wasn't confident. Yeah. I feel like I met people through dating because I just couldn't do it in a real life. Like I was just too shy to actually like find relationship through my I saw my friend group was like very small at the time and like 
I was in art school, it was mainly women. And so like the dating pool around me was like of the men, there was very, not that many people. And I'm not the one that is going to like see a guy at the bar and talk to him. So <laughs> it was a great way to like, you know, meet new people and stuff like that. But when I started, I was like 19. So of course I didn't take the right decision right away. <laughs> it was literally like the first time I was dating anyone who threw the apps. So really? like, yeah. So I've done some stupid shit, but like going to a guy's after like talking twice, going straight to his house, stuff like that. And I feel like I got very lucky that nothing happened. Were and you it was also scared of being murdered? Yeah, of course. See? <laughs> of course. That's but like normal. I feel like that because yeah. people tell me what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, it's alright. Like I can tell through the picture and the way he talked to me that I think it's alright. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a feeling mm-hmm. and it never went wrong. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people when it went wrong, yeah. Mm. So I don't know if I've been lucky or if I really can tell through photo, text message and stuff like that that how the person is gonna be, but also like I'm in a creative industry and I feel like I'm searching for someone creative that that's also like I can tell through the picture of what he likes and stuff like that if it's mm. gonna go do good you or bad. Do any precautionary measures in the same way Gunjan does? Like do you ask for photos again of their face, voice notes or anything? You I mean I I want to see the Instagram. Honestly, I feel like I'm searching for it by myself mm-hmm. so like I will look at tax photo and like I really do a little you know digging in there and if he doesn't have Instagram I'll give it a try of course not like oh you have to get social media to be you know trust a trustable person but like I just dig by myself and uh-huh. I don't know also like I was dating in Paris and like it's creative industry in Paris is so small that we always have friends in common and you go on Instagram, you see like people following each other. And so like, I feel like that give even more trust than in Berlin, where mm. I just don't know that many people. I feel like the safety thing is something that occurs to all women and probably not the men here. Does any man want to talk about how it is dating? There's only three of you, so. I'll do it if I get to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, tag her in. We are into peer pressure. <laughs> Uh, I'm a gay man though, so I can't talk oh, yes. about. But you date you date men. Yes. Um, great. Share your opinion. <laughs> about feelings. Do you want to? Uh, sorry, guess... not to interrupt, but do you want to just introduce yourself, your name, yeah, and sorry. what your definition of dating is? Yes. Um, my name's Alex. Uh, my definition of dating is pretty casual, without much meaning attached to it. I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could lead places, I guess, but it doesn't have to. And then, so the question is about safety or... Yeah, it... like, how do you feel dating? Are you concerned about safety? Do you take precautionary measures when you go on dates? Like, Yeah, I would say so, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's where gay men and women are probably have similarities in that. We're both dating men, so <laughs> safety is an issue or it can be an issue. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's been times where I've, like, texted a friend saying that I'm going on this date in this place, or I'll, like, try to meet in public mm-hmm. rather than, uh, like, at a house straight away. But sometimes I will also do that, so it just depends on the person. 
Interesting. And what is it like interacting with men who date other men? Like, are you having the same experience that the straight women are having, that they're, like, really boring and just can't hold a conversation? Or have you had completely <laughs> yes, different... Yes, I think men, including myself, I think we're probably just boring across the board. Aww. Or just... <laughs> maybe just not good chat. No, it's true. Which is... Uh, I can tell a different story if you'd like. Maybe I can sure. bring my friend in here. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name's Rania. And uh, your definition of dating. My definition of dating. Yeah, I would say it's as it's been said before. It's a game and an opportunity to observe yourself in it and get great insights about how you are in dating. And it's something I actually started some months ago because I was living in Greece back then and. It's kind of, it was never a necessity to be on the dating apps because also Greek men are very social and, you know, they always come to you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I broke up after a big relationship in the summer and some friends started saying, yeah, maybe you should give it a try to just have fun with it. And yeah. Some friends have got more involved. Okay. So we like to have a little experiment where we will, I'll give the dating app to Rania and Rania will give her dating app to me. And so we get into the driver's seat for each other. Uh, and so, yes, I, yeah, I guess we've discussed how it's easier. Like it, Rania, Rania will give me her bumble and I'll like swipe and I'll chat to guys <laughs> pretending to be Rania. But I mean, it's, it's, when I say like chatting, it's, it's often the first sentence or two because Anya feels mortified sometimes in having to be on the dating app or it's challenging. I think, I think you said that you deleted the apps and it's the same thing that I think everyone goes through. They're like, Oh, this is such a waste of time. So if someone else is doing that initial thing for you, I think it's a way to get over the barrier. Yeah. And, and just vice versa. to clarify, <laughs> we have kind of set the rule that I don't want to chat in the dating apps. So I really just check a profile, I match, and after two lines of texting, I say, okay, let's meet. Yes. Because I find that I cannot engage myself in having a chat with someone I don't know. It's impossible. So these opening lines are, I mean, it's great to have someone else doing these opening lines because I find it very boring and, again, I'm not engaged to it. And then I just, if I like them, I said, okay, let's yes. meet. Whereas for me, it's a game. And because I'm not invested in it, it's a lot easier to chat. Compared to if I had to do it, I would be lamenting as well. And that's why I don't make him mm. do the first line for me. But And actually, he has done great matches. Yes. <laughs> we have the same taste in men. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you like brief each other beforehand? You're like, no. I like a guy holding a photo of a fish is like a deal breaker. I think we have like, I think I would be able to tell on the street whether Rania would like a guy or not. <laughs> and so I can play. But also, on the other hand, for example, there was a recent date where after, well, like, the date was nice, right? It was a good date. And then we looked back on the profile and she was like, actually, I probably wouldn't have swiped on him. Yes. So there's also some opportunities. That maybe having someone else looking out for you can uh, open. It's, I guess it's a like a digital version of a blind date. And I wanted to comment, because we were saying before that, you know, how do you have this confidence? I think 
someone else's and I, company. No, I, <laughs> Outsource no, it. I really think that, and I'm not pro dating apps. It's just really a, a game for me that it has a beginning and an ending for sure. But I think that if you use the dating apps wisely, it's very good for your ego because when you get rejected by someone you don't know, I mean, you should have the the wellness and the the mental health to say this has no meaning for me. It mm. doesn't have a weight for me if I'm rejected for, from someone who doesn't know me. So when I first got in the apps and I was in Bumble and I was matching someone and I would say, hey, and then 24 hours would pass and they wouldn't reply to me, I would be like, okay, what's the problem with me? I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. And then after 10 times, I was like, who cares? You know, it's so random. And I even think that the way I swipe every day, it really depends on my mood. If I see John today, I will swipe him right. If I see John tomorrow, maybe I will swipe him left. So I think that if you want to preserve your mental health using the dating apps, it's kind of a one-way thing to take it as a game. But the other hand on that, to close it, of course is that <laughs> it's like going to the supermarket. It is really like consuming men in a way and then consuming you. Mm-hmm. So it needs a bit of a... Um, Balance to it, I guess. I have more of a comment, <laughs> yeah, which is along those lines, and maybe someone else can answer it. But to um, your point about deleting the apps, and um, I guess I've gone through the same thing. And I'm in a relationship at the moment, so I'm not using them anyway. But more generally, like as a philosophical question for our generation, I think we still do this thing where we make a distinction between dating apps and real life. And I would say that there's not really a distinction between those two things anymore. Like maybe for our generation where we knew it beforehand, but just like technology is pervasive for everything else, I think it is like the the lines between online dating and real life dating are non-existent. I think they're the same. I think the way that we are communicating or like engaging in this even gamification of dating online is probably the same way that if you go into a bar... You would use the same tactics anyway. And so I don't, maybe as an inspiration to get back on the dating apps because there's no difference, right? Yeah, I would say that it's a, it's a bygone era where that doesn't exist anymore. This kind of pure state in which you can go to a bar and meet someone and have a conversation. Of course that can happen, but that person has used a dating app. You've used a dating app. Our culture is kind of built around these dating apps now and so therefore the situation is the same i totally agree and i think it's nice the dating apps that at least when you're in a bar you're in a bar and Mm. you don't necessarily want to talk to anyone you know and then when you use a dating app you both know what you want so that's Mm. really cool my problem is actually not with the apps it's kind of just with men and uh, i don't (laughs) want (laughs) it's a different thing but it's really interesting like there are so many positive sides two that are coming through about the dating thing you know like if you want sex you can get it or if you want a relationship and you're not going to meet anyone in art school you know it's a way to do that and then what you said about uh, getting to know yourself which I really think Bumble did a very good job with they they had a campaign about their app and of course the campaign and the whole point of Bumble is it is in their business model right that everyone doesn't just 
immediately pair off and go go off and live happily ever after they meet people on on the app. So what is the meaning of the app? And they did this great campaign where this woman was, it was like she was on a journey with herself. All these dates were a journey to feel herself or to, to understand herself, which is a very nice uh, meaning given to the thing and something that I also really identify with. I think the biggest things that change our culture nowadays are actually adverts in companies and things like that. And I think that is one way that like, it seems like a lot of people are looking at this as like, it's a way to, for me to relate to myself and not that, um, that other thing, which is like, you know, I want to find somebody who is uh, going to be the father of my children or like that I'm going to be married yeah. with. But I think also like it's different in Berlin. I wonder, yeah, I mean, I think Berlin is one of those places where everyone's on the journey with themselves, right? <laughs> but, Never-ending one. Yeah, exactly. We're still trying to find ourselves. There's no But I would be interested, like, has anyone dated or comes from a different culture and has dated in different cultures? <laughs> I wanted to comment because I've You have to swap seats with somebody. Okay. So, hello, my name is Munya. And um, how do you define dating? I've honestly never thought of it, to be honest. So, really? yeah, I don't have a specific definition for it. And I've never used dating apps. So it's funny because for me, there's a huge distinction between reality and dating apps because I've never done the step. So for me, it's a bit of a strange, like, I don't know if I could. Maybe I will one day, but it's, yeah, I don't know if I'll like it. Because I actually like the fact of meeting someone and not knowing what's going to happen. Not knowing if it's going to be one night stand, if it's going to be the men of my life, or that kind of stuff. I would say when you meet them, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, definitely not, because mm. it's chemistry. But the, the definitions you mentioned before. Oh, yes. What exactly. they're looking for. Yeah. So you don't, you don't want to know what they're looking know. for. That is... Gunjan is must be be like don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't do this. She's going to be one of the annoying ones. If you ever see her on a dating app, don't go for don't her because she doesn't know what yeah, she wants. I don't know. Yeah. And she doesn't want to know what but she wants. True. But it's true. But it's true. I don't want to like, define it. Yeah. If you want to go with a child, like, you know, in a box like that, I want this from this person, it feels all the fun because you're never going to get to know that what it could be. Mm. Are you going to laugh or like lame jokes because you thought it's funny? You <laughs> wanted that, yeah? That is what happened. Ah, interesting. So, yeah. I don't know if it's the right way of doing or if there is any right way or wrong way of doing it but I just like the fact that you I like the mystery of not knowing mm. I think it's a character thing because I'm like this with everything basically so I don't really like set up set goals or like I don't define myself where I want to be in a few years I just go with the flow kind of but that's where actually so, I read the synopsis of a movie before I go to know the end. <laughs> but I have to say, I have used that approach with online dates because I, but I actually I go casual. But the thing is, it is always... Like a lot of women, like I was saying, they, they go in it, they go in to like find a partner and they have a checklist of stuff. I don't have a checklist because I don't want a man in my life like to live with me. or So I'm just like, I just want to see who you are. And whatever you say is going to be fascinating because I'm like a anthropologist, you know, I'm like, oh, who is this person? Where do they work? What vocabulary do they use? How do they walk? Uh, I'm also a writer. It's like, you're all material to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really fascinating. And yeah, I, you I can, 
yeah, you can meet so many. You, yeah. you can, it opens up your world in yeah. a way too online. I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking but my decision. Can, Maybe I'm gonna. <laughs> but it can happen in not online dating as well. It's kind of the same. Yeah, but you can now. I, I for some reason now I'm defending dating apps. Yes. But you can um you can do it might way faster with dating apps. You oh, know, okay. you yeah, just like way more encounters. That I don't know about. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if yeah. it's good because you go in this dopamine thing. It's the whole... yeah. Has anyone tried, like, we, we're in a Selena, which is um, like a nomads kind of place. Has anyone sort of tried dating while they're traveling, dating in different countries? Did you come from a different country? And is it different in Berlin? Definitely. Do you want to say something? So do you want to say your name and what your definition of dating is? My name is Alexandra. And my definition of dating is not sure about it, actually, because if you ask my soul, I'm a hopeless romantic, so dating for me will be like finding the one. But if you ask me who's done already reality check, then it's maybe it's a journey to find myself in a way and just to deep dive into the whatever, whatever is going to happen. And then we were asking about like dating in different cultures or how, because you come from a different culture yeah. and you're now in Berlin. How has dating uh-huh. like um, contributed to your idea of uh, romance and all this kind of stuff? I mean, I come from Indonesia where dating is definitely not a thing. Uh, I mean, because it's like mostly, I mean, dating is a thing, but at the same time, it's, you know, Adam in a way. So... It's very different. It's really, really different. Like, we don't do the sex thingy and no one... I mean, we do, but, you know, it's a taboo thing to do and it's just not great. I mean, I never really dated when I was there. So I jumped straight to Berlin where it's like, (laughs) you know, the hell of it. So it's very different. And I used to work for Bumble, the dating app, so I know all about... The algorithms in Berlin versus also the other part of the world. And I used to have a fight with my boss in London because she she met her husband on Bumble. And she really didn't believe me that she wants to make like this event in Berlin. It's like, meet the love of your life, like soulmate event kind of thing. I was like, hey, this is not going to work in Berlin. Like really definitely not going to work. Like you have to trust me. And in the end, I have to do like a survey thing on the app. And then she believed me. Otherwise, she was like, no, but everyone can meet her husband here. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, not in, definitely not in Berlin. So when I deep dive into the algorithm, there's so many things that can be a factor into what's different in Berlin versus the Bumble in the rest of the world. So basically, Bumble algorithm is using the ELO rating system. I don't know if you heard about it, but ELO rating system, yeah. So ELO rating system is a method for calculating the relative skill levels of players in zero-sum games. So for example, chess, like he said. Um, So your opponent is the profile right in front of you. If you swipe left, you win. If you swipe right, then you lose. Basically, that's how it is. Um, So the relative skill level in Bumble is the level of appeal that your profile has. So number one... So whether you are good looking or not. Second, you have a great career. You put everything, your education and blah, 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 blah. And the third one is how great your personality and how you bring the personality into your bio. 
or the combination of the three, of course. But since there isn't much text to type on our profiles, it's mostly just a combination of the first two. So like the pics and like what you put, like good career and stuff. So the ELO score that you're gonna have is based on first, the number of people that you swipe left on. Second, the number of people that you swipe right on. Third, the number of people that, that swipe left on you. And the number of people that swipe right on you. So this is how all of the swipe-based dating application determine who the good-looking people that are using the apps, basically. They do not have time to go through millions and millions of photos to manually determine who is hot and who is not. And that is actually how fuck up it is in Berlin because then the hotter you are, the more options you will have. That's why it's just never ending, you know, dating. Because there is, yeah, it's like this possible. <laughs> Wait, but how do they determine who is attractive? Yeah. Because attractiveness is so subjective and like culturally different. The, just the thing that I said. So basically how, how many, how many people ah! reject you and how many people swipe right on you, say yes to you. So basically in order to figure out who the best profiles, they use this ELO scoring thing. So basically, it's actually work kind of the same in the real life as well. The more good-looking, successful, appealing personality people are, the more selective in real life because they can be anyway. So ever wonder why you, for example, if you delete the apps and you open the apps again, you've seen like a lot of good-looking models or like good-looking careers. So because they want you to stay in the app. They don't want you to leave the app. They want you to keep dating and dating, dating. Of course. I mean, that's what I've heard with like the other two like the other algorithms for bumble and tinder and everything but i mean i heard hinge has it different but i'm not really sure about what they do but in order actually to beat the score you have to come into like so for example the most appealing profiles go to the top of the deck and shown to everybody because it keeps users using the app the more you use the app, the more user engagement they will have. And that is their goal. Contrary to what you might think, their goal is not to get you off the app. That wouldn't align with their business interests, of course. I mean, it's not so secret anymore. But how do you beat this algorithm? It's what I've learned. Be filter-free. So don't put, for example, height preferences or um, age preferences, distance preferences, or get rid of your religion filter or whatever. Yeah. So get rid of your categories. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, obviously, on one hand, the dating apps want to keep you dating, but the rest of society, the patriarchal society, wants you to get married and have children and do all this if you're a woman, right? And the thing is, the happiest portion of the entire population, it's been measured, is single women who have not had children. And the the people who like have the least orgasms ever are heterosexual women compared to lesbian women, gay men, bisexual men, like everyone else basically, a straight men, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but like is it really in women's interest also to find the one and put all of their uh, resources into this? You know, because especially at this time with women in this deficit right now, like I really question that. I would rather just uh, play when I want to. I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? Is, is <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, you want to swap? 
I would rather not have a goal. I mean, why do we need to define the goal? The goal to be single and have orgasms with different men every day, or the goal to find the one and get married and have a million children. I mean, why can't we just be and try to be happy and respectful of ourselves at that moment? And if at that moment there is someone we need to we want to be with, we are. And if we want to fuck around, we fuck around. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, I, like you, gave up dating apps. Do you want to come? You have to come here. <laughs> you have to come speak here. It's the rules. My name's Emily. And how do I define dating? I would say it's a it's a way of, maybe a way of finding out what you like and who you like. And there was a time during the pandemic when I was very much on dating apps. And I, also being a writer found myself doing a lot of trying to get into conversations that were interesting, that were not boring. And this led to a lot of condescending mansplaining from men. (laughs) Often they try to like act sound smarter than they actually are. And then you very quickly realize that they don't know who the six Greek philosophers that they wanted to tell you about actually are or anything (laughs) that they said. And I started to play it as a game myself because I'm like, what what conversation am I going to get in now? Like, how am I going to trap this person that's on the other end of this chat? And eventually I put on my dating profile that I was a freelance feminist educator because that seemed to be the whole purpose of chatting on dating apps, like getting men who believe that uh, – women shouldn't have abortions to uh, into an argument or something. And that's when I realized I had I had to quit. I did end up writing a story about dating apps and about how I ended up being a jerk because of how horrible these conversations made me feel. And so then I quit dating apps and did better things with my life. And then like 2 months ago, <laughs> this was like 3 years I was off dating apps, not dating at all. And then Two months ago, a friend of mine told me about this app called Feld. Have you guys heard of yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Which is some sort of like a kink dating app. And, oh, well, and, and she said, and a lot of people on Feld don't put like pictures or their picture on. So I put a picture of a waffle, a picture of an ice cream freezer, and a picture of an empty fish tank on the side of the road in my cone. And that was my profile. I was like, what's going to happen here? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I can't stop, like, gamifying. (laughs) So many guys contacted me. It was unbelievable. I have a question. Do you have to list what you're into? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You do. Okay. Well, you can list stuff. But I didn't list. I didn't say very much of anything. I said, I'm curious. And that's basically all I said. And guys kept on contacting me, and I realized it was this huge FOMO thing. They have no idea what I look like. They have no idea who I am. I'm like a blank page. I'm a waffle. (laughs) 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 Therefore, they have to know, like, who I am. And so many of them, the first thing they did was say, can I see a picture? And I'm just like, no. 
<laughs> but many of them actually wanted to talk about the construct itself of like what a dating app is and why am I doing this and do I am I looking for more than a superficial connection or something? And I actually found that people were a lot more honest about their intentions, I found, on Feld than on other dating apps. And I offered nothing. I offered absolutely nothing. However, I did just two days ago go on my first date from Feld. And the guy was super boring. And it made me realize that no dating app is worth it. (laughs) I have a couple of follow-up questions about this app. Did the men have photos? Yeah. And did you filter them by, like, I don't, is it a swiping concept or like, how does it work? What is the setup of the app? It's, it's the same. It's also a swiping concept. We yeah. yeah. We've played on it. I know, but I have short-term memory and I can't yeah. remember. I remember more so the like tags and the fetishes than the yeah. actual platform I, itself. And they that's really mostly why I joined it. Because I was like, I want to look up some of these things. I don't even know what this is. I don't know what this means. Like, I want to ask people about their fetishes and kinks and like what they are and why. So- <laughs> So that's what I found interesting about it, but it turns out that the people are actually no different. I had a great experience with both. Yeah, I was in my horror phase. Yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. I I do think I do think writing is the main benefit of being Mm. on a dating app. It really is. (laughs) I mean, it's it's such a great job to be in because no matter what Mm -hmm. David Sedaris says, like if you're a normal person you know, a horrible thing can happen to you and you're like, oh, a horrible thing happened to me. But if you're right and a horrible thing happens to you, you're like, I can write about yeah. that. That was the unfortunate thing about the fell date because the guy was so boring. There was nothing to say. There is Boring is unforgivable. Yeah. 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 There's nothing worse mm-hmm. than boring. Yeah. Okay, should we wrap it up? We normally end on like three tips, but actually we've had like 500 tips in this entire mm-hmm. podcast. So just uh, write them all down. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram. We are the underscore miss ms underscore informed. So please follow us on Instagram. You can listen to this episode probably next week. On all the platforms. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podimo, Stitcher. You can find us everywhere. And thank you so much to Barbara for having us in this space. And Selena. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for coming and sharing your stories with us. We had a great time.